Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome to today's episode of Leadership Stars. I am so excited to be here. Um, It's the first of the month, and February, to me, has always been the month of relationships, whether it's personal relationships or relationships at work or relationships online, but all about relationships and how do we really dig deeper into that. I know part of the work that I'm doing now and have been doing is around building electric communication excuse me, electric connections and allies and really how to make those relationships work for both sides. So not just one, but um, very much for both sides. So my question to you is, do you enjoy great relationships at work? And if so, does it matter? Of course it does. And we're going to learn from a premier relationship navigation specialist who's shared the stages with people like Marianne Williamson and Carolyn Mays. And our ability to activate and stay in our genius at work is totally impacted by miscommunications, misunderstanding, and conversational collisions between men and women. And our guest today says that's all preventable when we know what to do. So let's welcome my very special guest today, Kimmy Avery. Kimmy, welcome. It is so wonderful to be here with you, Linda. I just adore you, and I think the work you do in the world is amazing because we need more feminine leadership, don't we? Absolutely. It it is something that, and I, I must say that I was so thankful and grateful and excited about the midterm elections and how we as women did in those elections. And I know I've said a lot about this in the last couple of months, but we have begun to turn the tide. And I think if we just keep moving forward, it could be really exciting over the next few years to see where we can take this country, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And, and for me, what's so exciting is that we need women to step into their power in a feminine way, not a masculine way. And I think that that's a huge, to me, that's, it brings compassion to the stage and the big global picture that is so needed. You cannot have a myopic viewpoint without uh, turning the world into a complete mess. We need that feminine leadership. Absolutely. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, as we move into the program, because I definitely want to talk about um, the whole masculine feminine qualities and how we meld those and, and what that might look like and how you how you help move the masculine, the men who are in your sphere into a more feminine leadership, because I think that's the key. It's not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, but it's how do you marry the two together and get a really strong leader, be it masculine or feminine, right? It is. And sometimes somebody may not be able to develop the skills per se, but that is exactly why we need allies of both genders. Mm -hmm. We need to be working together. And and that's how what I call super genius teams comes in, this ability to acknowledge the strengths of somebody else and your own strengths, and collaborate together. And that's the structure of genius. It's really more than one brain working together. 
and utilizing all of the skills that each person brings to the table. I think that's really key, Kimmy, is actually recognizing that even though you may not agree with or you think the, the, the style may be too um, abrupt, too masculine, um, too competitive, uh, that you still look for what are the kernels within that that we can use together, as you said, yeah. to be a super genius team, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and one of my um, women who I really admire, Camille Paglia, talks about the she, the difference between first wave feminism on the up to third and fourth now, mm-hmm. where but first wave feminism was just I want the same opportunities you have and I respect that you built that bridge and I respect that you built that sewer system and I respect that you built the building or whatever it is there's an element of respect there that I think we're missing a little bit of as we demand respect and that's something that from my experience battling against and fighting for respect doesn't actually get you respect what gets you respect is standing in your power and believing in yourself and learning mm-hmm. to navigate the conversation with the men in the room so that they can hear you. I think that's so that's a brilliant statement, Kimmy. Thank you. That that's so true is the fact that um okay, I'm I'm a 60s feminist um and I remember it, it was it was in your face uh, marching, and I still think that marching and being in your face is, is a good thing. Um, hiding behind the curtain is not how we're going to gain that respect. We have to be visible. We have to be out there. Um, but we have to also acknowledge that they have, they the masculine side, has value, that we as women need those skills as well. We need that organization, that structure, that strategy that they are so good at, but they need what we have with the empathy and the compassion and the relationships and all of that. And then it's it's key for us to recognize that we really need to meld both of those to be solid. Yes? Yes, absolutely. And there's something about that. So the masculine is actually compassionate too. Mm-hmm. The, however, what what happens is that the masculine and feminine have different relationships to our emotions. The feminine women tend to feel their emotions and act on them. That's a more direct relationship. And the masculine tends to feel emotions think about what the right thing to do and do what they think is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. How this plays out is that um, a man may feel terrified to go to war, for instance, but he thinks it's the right thing to do or whoever is in masculine mode. And that can be a woman. I mean, I know you've got a military background. I do. So there are probably... Uh, and a, there's a level of training that you received on how to choose the right thing to do regardless of how you feel. Mm-hmm. And actually, why don't you tell me about that? I'd love to hear from your <laughs> perspective. I mean, my God, this is like, here you are right here in front of me. Yes. Well, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting, Kimmy, because um, I, I went, okay, I went to war in Vietnam and did not actually get a chance to go in country, but it was during that time. And of course, Vietnam was probably one of the most maligned 
um, quote, wars that yeah. we did. Nobody, nobody loved it. The military didn't love it. The civilians obviously didn't love it. The government wasn't really sure whether they loved it or not. But what you, the, I think the cool thing when I was in was that the women were in a separate core. And so we could use our feminine qualities with each other and, you know, speak the same language and this kind of thing. But then you had to sort of pony up and, you know, you go out um, with the guys to, you know, um, go around the, the post or, you know, whatever it was that, that was going on. Or you'd get off the Women's Army Corps post and you get into, a quote, a real army post where you were like one of maybe six people as a woman. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you did, you stood out. But you had to learn how to um, use the masculine side and yet still not um, totally get rid of your feminine emotions. So it was, you know, how do I show those without necessarily crying? Um, How do I show how I feel without something that, that would... I don't want to say embarrass, yeah, would embarrass them as a military officer and in some respects would embarrass yourself. So a lot of times um, those emotions were seen only in the privacy of our own homes, not ever in front of another military officer. Mm -hmm. Um, So you learn that sort of stoic um, sense, knowing that within you there was a lot of stuff that was revolving and and revolting within you that said, I need to say something. And you found, I know I found ways to express how I felt, what my emotions were without um, getting totally in that uh, sort of blubbery state because that would never have been understood um, by the guys that I was working with. Um, And I, you know, we as women stepped into the masculine model because that's right. what we had to do. And yet when we'd get together, we, we, we would so dish on that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, did you well, see what I, he did? That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear women all the time saying I've had to compartmentalize mm-hmm. myself in order to be successful. And that I think does everybody a disservice because there are skills that women leaders have of being able to see the big picture, being able to bring the internal gut wisdom to the table. And when you learn how to deliver the message in a way that the men can hear it, Mm -hmm. that's where the sweet spot is. Right. And I I did sort of um, backdoor kinds of stuff. Um, our, Our general... Um, when I was a protocol officer, uh, always chose chef salad for his lunch. And I looked at my colonel and I said, are you sure that he really loves chef salad? Because, oh, yeah, yeah, he loves it. It's always what he chooses. You know, he'll never choose anything else. We can put anything else on the menu, he'll never choose it. And I said, have you ever looked at the price of the chef salad? He said, well, no. I said, well, it's always the cheapest thing that you put on the menu. He's choosing price over food. He goes, no, 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 no. He's, he's, he, won't, he would not do that. So I, I basically um, gave him a dare. I said, look, I'll, I'll, create, I'll have the chef create some really great meals. And I want to show you that we're making assumptions that are not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. And so we did. I, I put you know, two really great 
other things on the menu. Along with Chef Salad, it was still there, but it was now number three on the list. And I watched him, and he didn't even look at what was on the left-hand side of the page. He looked at the right, circled it, and gave it back to me. And was shocked beyond belief when he didn't get Chef Salad for lunch. <laughs> We, we, he, he called me into his office, and of course you go in, you got a salute and all this other, and you're standing at parade rest, and he said, Lieutenant Frank, what was that? I go, sir, it's the lunch you chose. He goes, I did? I go, yeah, you did. I said, you've been thinking about the people who go to lunch with you on a regular basis and the impact, the monetary impact that it has on their lives. And you always choose whatever's the least expensive that we give you, which in the past has been chef salad. He said, can I have more than the two that you showed me? I go, yeah, you'll have five. So you, can, you have all sorts, of, all sorts of models. But it was looking at why he was doing what he was doing, not buying off on, well, he always does that. And we started looking at everything that the generals did as to, What's the reason behind it? What's the, the relationship that they're trying to continue to build and to grow in their command in such a way that, that they c- can continue to lead the way they need to in, and get the results that they're looking for? And it was such an eye-opener for the folks in the protocol office that, you know, it's like, okay, so where else are we missing this? Well, and that's the that's exactly the sort of the scenario that goes throughout the whole company or mm-hmm. you know the whole base or whatever the chain of command where we're following the rule, we're not thinking outside of the box, we're doing it because that's the way it's always been done. Right. And and I would say that men and women can get into that protocol of doing the way it's been done. And mm-hmm. it's a strong, unique, courageous person who says, oh, I'm seeing the bigger picture. Right. How does this, how can we utilize um, curiosity in this? How can we explore what is going on for everybody in this group or what's going on in the protocol that we're using that may or may not be serving us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that monofocus that the masculine energy has, and I should, and, and I want to just pause here and just say, masculine individualistic energy, feminine relational energy. So the feminine looks at the relational on the bigger picture, and the masculine tends to be that monofocus. So that's how the protocol can kind of the individualistic protocol can stay stuck because they're not looking outside the box. Right. And I think, too, in in first responder kinds of situations, be it the police, the fire department, the military, whatever, you need that monofocus. You need to know, you know, what's, what's the goal? What's the objective? How are we getting there? What's the plan? And that in essence, no one is going to question that. I mean, can you imagine being in a, in a, a, a five-story or 25-story building that's burning and you as a first responder run in and you tell people what they're going to do and how they're going to get out and you have somebody go, you know, no, let, let's look at the bigger picture on this <laughs> and see, yeah, it's like, you know, are we going to maintain the relationship? You know, no, you have to have that monofocus for those kinds of situations. And when yes. you don't, that's when the, oftentimes the world falls apart, Right. 
Absolutely. You're, it's reminding me of being a part of Mills College. There was a strike that we did mm. when I was there. And that strike was about them going into a co-ed school situation. They wanted to transfer us into co-ed because the boys or men's sports had more money coming into it. We weren't making enough money. It turns out the money was mismanaged. There's a lot behind there. However, we, uh, when we decided to take over the campus and strike, we had the meeting hall filled with all the women from campus and we were doing it in a very egalitarian way. Everybody mm-hmm. had their say. And it took us about three hours before we managed to, like, scatter and take over the campus. <laughs> um, and we won. I mean, we did win. It stayed a single-sex school, for which I'm very, still very grateful for. And the process probably could have been done more quickly. Mm-hmm. And there are times to make sure everybody's voice is is heard and then you have to have a final decision maker I think mm-hmm. somebody who says this is what we're doing and we ended up getting there so here's all this input this is what we're doing and then we all had our jobs right right so yeah. you kind of need to have the both the masculine and feminine in that type of situation but if the building's burning down sorry I know you're trying to get yeah. in here if the building's no, trying to, if the building's burning down you need to be like do this now Right. right. And I, I think it's what we're seeing today in more of the first responder uh, situations, especially like SWAT and whatever, is that they're doing what you're talking about. They're having that egalitarian conversation beforehand. Then they make a decision. This is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And then everybody does that. And I think that's really key audience for you to look at is are you using the team to develop the plan before you launch into that first response? And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. 
Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And my guest today is a premier relationship navigation specialist. Wow. Um, She's also a best-selling author and has for over 10 years worked with men and women who are challenged creating great relationships both personally and professionally. She does hold a master's in counseling and is an NLP master practitioner and trainer as well as a certified relationship coach. So please welcome back Kimmy Avery. Kimmy, welcome. Yay, I'm so glad to be here with you. (laughs) We were having some fun um, yes. uh, during the break talking about, you know, I ended with, you know, the concept of you know, having a plan. So you, you've got a situation and you and your team sit down and look at the scenario. You might look at the floor plan or the, the sit rep or whatever it is. And you get a real idea of what you're going to do and you say, okay, this is it. And you go out the door and bingo. But men and women handle that plan a little bit differently, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. And part of it comes from our sort of our natures and the masculine energy tends to think about the idea of the plan and then kind of rest to gather energy for the plan and then execute the plan in a single focused manner, whether it's hunting the deer or building that building that takes 20 years to be done <laughs> or longer or my husband doing is becoming a scuba diving course director which took four years which is unheard of but he was single focused on that mm-hmm. and he gets to the other side of the plan and then there's the celebration and where women love the plan is when we are co-creating it and we're talking about it it's really fun and As women, we tend to have a very diffuse viewpoint, which means we can connect dots that are seemingly disconnected and we put them all together and and that's really juicy and fun. And we keep doing it unless we know better, but we keep doing it. And there's a time that often happens in our experience with men where we'll, the, the we will continue to add ideas and we'll start to get pushback from the masculine energy. And they'll say, no, we can't do that. And we're like, where did the fun go? (laughs) And we get really hurt. But what we don't know is that we're adding ideas into the plan when 
the masculine energy is said, the plan is set. They don't usually verbalize it, though. But in their mind, I can be accountable for this. We can win at this. We can succeed at this. And there's... We don't need any more input. And from the woman's perspective, we're like, oh, new ideas, new ideas. Let's, oh, this is really important. Let's add this. And we start to get that pushback. And then it breaks the relationship for us. And as relationals, we go, oh, my God, he doesn't like me. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't want my ideas. I feel disrespected. And then we spiral out of control in a different way with upset and he's wondering what the hell happened and why we're not on board. Can you see that complete disaster? I can. <laughs> I have been in some of those complete disasters. Uh, I, and I, but I think it's interesting uh, what you said, Kimmy, because I think it's so true that, um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I oftentimes work with my husband. Uh, and that can be a good thing and a bad thing. We, we have a very different way of approaching Stuff. So one year we were putting in um, a whole new sprinkler system in our backyard, and my husband draws. I mean, he he drew out the entire backyard. He had it um, to scale. He knew exactly where he wanted each of the sprinkler heads. He knew how much piping he needed. Blah 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 blah. And I'm looking. I'm going. Well, that's not any fun. Let's let's just go down to the the hardware store. And we'll just buy you know, lengths of PVC pipe and we'll get just one or or two or three or whatever of every sprinkler head that they have and we'll just build it. I said, that'll be fun. And he looks at me like I'm crazy. So we do, we go to, we, he has a list. We go to the hardware store, we buy everything that he wants. We went back to the hardware store seven times because he didn't have the right stuff. And I said to him afterwards, wouldn't it have been easier just to buy some of everything and take back what you didn't use and he just grumbled <laughs> but so we we don't tend ten, there there are times when we work together very well when we go on vacation we go to scotland it's it's very easy for us to be on the same wavelength because he plans the start stop of the day and i get to plan all the fun stuff in between and that makes it fun for me and fun for him as well so i do you, do you really believe that we as feminine leaders, women leaders, can engender both sides such that they're working together and they're both getting what they need out of the plan. Uh, absolutely. And what there are a couple things that we need to know. During the planning phase, we need to make sure that we're adding in all the pieces that we think are important. Right. And when the plan is in place... We so what happens with me and my husband? I'll start, to, <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll start to get that pushback, and now I know to say, "Oh, I'm curious. Is there a plan?" <laughs> and and he'll say yes, and I'll say, "Oh, would you be willing to tell me what the plan is?" And then he'll tell me, and I'll say, "I've got something else that I'd like to add to the plan." that I think is a critical piece. I have to make sure that it ties into the plan and that he can see how it flows and how it works with it. If I just keep tossing out ideas, then I get shut down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when I interrupt him, because we're always interrupting the individualistic masculine energy, we're always interrupting them. We can say, hey, I'm sorry to interrupt. I've got this idea that I think is critical for the plan. When would be a good time to talk about it? 
We call that the respect factor. And we want to get his attention and schedule that time. He might say, oh, right now works, or in 30 minutes we can do it. And you could say, well, you know what? The house is actually on fire. We need to talk right now. And then you'll get his full attention, right? (laughs) So true. But you have to be able to uh, utilize that respect factor, which is about acknowledging that they're always single focused. Even if it looks like they're in between things, they're sequentially focused. One result, then the next, then the next. And as as women, we are... When we go to interact with somebody in a masculine mode or individualistic, we have to be able to acknowledge that and say, hey, I'm sorry to interrupt. When would be a good time to talk about this? This is really critical. And then we can have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And Kimmy, I, I really loved an audience. I, I want you to hear this. I love where you said, I'm curious, do we have a plan? Or yeah. is, is there a plan yet? Um, if so, could you tell me about it um, and leave out the could you tell me about it? And then I, I love the respect factor. Um, when would be a good time for me? I think I have a couple of critical things that will make the plan perfect. When would be a good time for us to dis- discuss this, talk about it? Um, I, I think that is just an ex- exceptional conversation to have um, because you're right, they get blinders. And it's like, no, this is where we're going. Um, and they can't see anything on either side of them. It's all what's in front of them, right? Exactly. And I'll, And if we don't do it right, I'm going to tell you, Alex, let me tell you a story about me not doing it right. Where, Kimmy, you not doing it right? I can't imagine. <laughs> I, am, I teach what I'm learning, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and... My husband was laying hardwood floor in the house, and it was working really well because I was too busy to help. And that usually goes better because he wants to do it his way and so forth. So he's going into another room, and the initial part of the hardwood is not against a wall in this particular room. And he's coming from a room that's already done. So the hardwood, I can see that it's starting to go off course a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I say, honey, the floor is starting to go a little crooked. And he gets all defensive. And I, so I, I'm quiet. And I said, okay, wait a minute. What do I need to say? Because sometimes we have to regroup because we don't think about interrupting as women. Mm-hmm. Because we interrupt each other all the time. So we've got to pause and think about how we're going to interrupt. So I paused and I said, Honey, I need to know how to tell you something that is critically important to this project that you're doing without you getting upset. And he goes, grumble, grumble. Okay, what is it? (laughs) And I said, well, the floor is starting to curve and I can see it. It's about five centimeters off, about eight feet out now. And I can see that it's curving. The whole room is going to curve. And he, at that point, could see it. He had to take out about eight feet by two feet of floor because it had gently curved the whole way. And he wasn't able to see it because he was monofocused on what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And we were able to correct it. The disaster didn't happen. You know, the room, which was a, it would have completely had to be taken out. 
So I had to honor him and figure out, instead of just interrupting and blurting and getting into a big argument, I had to pause and ask for, you know, how can I give you this information? Because it's really critical to the job. And then he was able to come forward and it didn't happen in the best way, but it got done. And mm-hmm. sometimes we have to be able to have a little fortitude to understand that the single focused human being might be a little grumbly when we're interrupting them about something critical and not take that personally. Right. And one of the things that you never do is, well, actually, I did it. Um, my, husband, <laughs> my husband and I played golf before our children were born. And I can't say that I was a super genius at golf. It wasn't my favorite thing, but it was a great way to spend an afternoon in the park, right? <clears throat> so we get to a place where I'm pregnant with our second child. So we already have a nine-month-old, and I'm pregnant with Elise, and we're playing golf, and I'm going, I don't love this. And on top of it, it's going to start costing us a lot of money with um, – you know, babysitters and greens fees and everything else. So I, we get out as far as you can go on, on the golf course before you turn back in. And I said to my husband, honey, before you swing, could you do me a really big favor? I'm so curious. Do you inhale or exhale on your backswing? I'm really curious. I have to know this. If I'm going to really become a great golfer, this is what I need to know. Yeah. I just took what was totally unconscious for him and asked him to take it into his conscious level and to think it through. Well, he triple bogeyed the next four holes, and we've never played golf together again, which was my goal. But there, <laughs> wait, but, wait, what does triple bogey mean? I don't even yeah, know okay. that so, there, the, the, so there's a number of, of strokes that you have per hole, um, from three to five. Okay. And so let's say this is a four-stroke hole. He hit the next three holes in seven strokes. Oh. And I, at, at that point, he, he was a really good golfer, and that, I mean, it just wiped him out for the day. Uh, so we've never played golf since, because basically, I had asked him to look at his swing, each piece of it. Do I inhale? Do I exhale? I don't know. I mean, I just do it. And we, every now and then, he'll say, you know, we're going to retire soon. Maybe we, maybe we should play golf again. I go, inhale, exhale. Yeah, that's right. That's why we don't play golf together. So, um, I've, I've, like you, I've learned um, how to slip into, to slip in a I'm curious about or, um, you know, how, how did you do that? Or, you know, how, how did you plan to get XYZ done? Um, and that really helps a whole lot because then he can define his process and we can have a more open conversation about, well, would you be, would you entertain perhaps another point of view? And he's always been very good about saying, yes, I would. Um, I mean, maybe I'm missing something, which I value so much about him and why we've been together for 43 years. Well, it sounds like you activate the respect factor with him too. And I think that is really, really important. And, And really, honestly, we can all go back to a time before we were born, where people were a bit more respectful toward each other, we could use that today a lot more. And w- I think that actually speaks to some of the battle that I see is that the respect isn't there. And when I did the workplace navigation system at Shell Oil for the men and women drilling engineers there, 
Mm-hmm. We, I walked into the room. I did the group separately, men and women. It was a retreat format. And with the guys, I said, the first thing I said was, I believe you don't want to keep women down. I believe you want them to succeed and that you just don't know how to help them. And every single person in the room just, <gasps> they took a deep breath. <laughs> oh, and like, yeah. they, they were not wanting to be in a room with me thinking that I was going to beat them up emotionally for trying to keep women down. And they stayed for a whole extra hour and a half because they were riveted on learning how to support women in the workplace. And when I talked to the ladies, we talked about the respect factor. They stopped interrupting the men. And the men, when talk time came, were completely single-focused on them. And they got the kind of listening that they needed and the respect that they needed. So it's incredibly important to focus in on the different styles that men and women bring to the table and talk into that style and being curious helps you do that right and I think that the curiosity factor as you said is one of the most important things and I think as women leaders you know we have we have the big picture we have all of that but we've also um, worked in enough organizations or for enough men to know what that side looks like to be I think to be able to dance on both sides and to bring um, that masculine energy in such a way that it's it's um, in incongruence with the feminine side. So we in essence, in essence, we can marry the masculine and the feminine energies together. Do you agree? I think we probably can. I think that when we are looking out at the other person, whoever that person is from our own eyes and our own perspective and our Mm -hmm. subjective reality and interpret their behavior from that, we will usually get it wrong if we don't have any idea of what's actually going on there. So, and I know, I think we're coming on a break. We are coming on a break. So let's, (laughs) let's hold that thought. And when we come back audience, think about, you know, where have you been successful in, in essence, bringing the two together and and creating a super genius team. And where have you seen some hitches, hitch steps, you know, where it's not quite working the way you want it to. And Kimmy's going to tell us how to make that happen in the next segment. We'll see you then. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? 
If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I have the incomparable Kimmy Avery with us today. And she does have a book that's coming up called Navigation, I'm sorry, Relationship (laughs) Navigation. Um, It takes more than love, which has been endorsed by Dr. John Gray of the Mars Venus series. We were just talking about men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Yes. 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 Congratulations. When is the book actually due out? It'll be sometime in the summer. I think it'll be July sometime. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mine doesn't, my new book doesn't come out till October. And it's like, wow, that seems like so far away. And it's not. (laughs) It's not at all. Not at all. Time flies. Oh, my gosh. So as we were taking that break, we were talking about the stale, the styles that we bring to the relationship and how oftentimes how we speak and and our our style can actually um, disrupt the conversation. So would you talk more about styles and then taking that from there to super genius teams? Yeah. So I like to say that men and women are so different that we'd be better off if we actually spoke different languages because then we wouldn't think we were communicating. Right, and as we a real, real quick point to that, uh, Dr. Gray talks about me- Mars and Venus. You know what? Men don't men don't speak Martian, and we don't speak Venusian. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the 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 way I look at it is that, and I was saying this a little bit earlier, but how I look at a man from my perspective as a woman, I'm typically 
assuming that he is like me. He thinks the same way, does the same things that I would do. And what often happens is that women are expecting that person to be the exact same. And we're upset if they're not, and they don't do the thing that we would do. Or we're upset that they did something that we completely would never do. Mm -hmm. So we tend to be kind of chronically upset with men because we're looking at them through the lens of what a woman would do. Right. And as long as we're doing that, that's like what I call the inception point. And as long as we're doing that, we can never see what a man actually contributes. So women tend to look at men as hairier, misbehaving versions of ourselves. And men tend to look at women as smaller, emotionally indulgent, talkative versions of themselves who can never get to the point. (laughs) So true. Right? Right. So just so women are thinking that men are going to do things in their way and then they they don't and men typically think that women should be doing things their way and we don't which is one of the big problems in the corporate world or the business world where it's the qualities of the masculine are respected like that single focus that long drive that ability to get stuff done in a very linear way, tends to be what's respected. And so when a woman goes into that environment, she's expected to bring those qualities to the table, and so much of herself is left behind. Mm -hmm. And so they end up missing out on all of her amazing qualities that she does bring. And that's a setup for failure in terms of teams. It's why... Shell actually brought me in to do the retreat with them, had everything to do with they kept losing amazing women. They would spend a fortune recruiting, hiring, training women, and then after about the fourth year, they leave. And this is a problem all throughout the STEM fields. And it has nothing to do with a woman versus a man. It has everything to do with different working styles and different assets that they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, Kimmy, real quickly, could you define STEM, please? Oh, yeah. Science, and science technology, engineering, and math. Those are the uh, predominantly or dominated by masculine traits fields. Right. So, for instance, hospitality is not dominated by the masculine mode of being or individualistic mode of being. Mm -hmm. And so the places where they have the most challenge, like Shell Oil has 100,000 employees and 10% of that is women. Mm -hmm. And those women, they're incentivized to bring women in, but they don't know how to keep those women that they bring in. And that's why they brought me in. Mm And I think that's true also, I would think, um, of the C-suite jobs. Yes. um, That they have the same um, sense of their, well, 10% of those jobs and 10% of people on boards are women. The rest are masculine. And and I think you're right. They don't don't know how to integrate um, the two. 
Yeah. They, they don't know how to ask the woman's perspective of what is the big picture that you see? What mm-hmm. are the relationships that you're seeing that we don't necessarily see because we're mono-focused on something? Right. And in California, there's a new law that is requiring corporations over a certain amount of people, I'm not sure the exact number, to bring women into the boardroom. Right. Because because of gender equality, however, what the asset is, what the strength of doing that is, is that you get a more well-rounded perspective. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, well, and then each person isn't necessarily bringing, like, as a man, he's not necessarily bringing that wider perspective in himself, mm-hmm. but he's leaning on somebody who has that. And I think that's really important is the fact that we use all of those skills to be able to, what, what is the big picture? What, what is the, the tenure vision for this organization? And to really be able to bring in, as you said, the, the feminine side, which is that bigger picture um, and the relationships between, you know, all of the different divisions and how do those come together and how do we make it work as an organization as opposed to having competing divisions. That was something that I always thought was very strange in, in organizations like General Mills, where each of the serial lines wasn't competing with all of the others rather than looking for a way that it could be, um, again, a big picture of what's serial doing. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think it makes, again, they were run at that point totally by men. There were no women in those um, senior positions. And I think we do. We bring a very different perspective. So you work with, um, hello, you do. You work mm-hmm. with... <laughs> Um, super genius teams. There we go. Um, tell us about how. What is that comprised of, and how does a team become super genius? Okay, so teams. A team can be mediocre, terrible, mm-hmm. or amazing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and if you don't know how the elements fit together and how they can be best used, it can just be you know that scale. Genius. Like, an individual can be a genius. And the structure of genius within a team is when you've got more than one head working together on a project. And super is when you're taking in the assets of every single person on the team and using them to their fullest capacity. And that's where super genius teams comes in. Did you coin that word? I did. Ooh. I like yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Oh, that is really spectacular. And are you seeing more super genius teams coming together? I am. The more we uh, are doing diversity and inclusion in the workplace, the more we're looking at each person's assets, the better off we are, and the more that's happening. And there's a lot of room for growth in this area, for sure. Because as we've been talking about for this whole program, that there are ways that we don't see somebody else's assets. And when we begin to explore what each person brings to the table, and if you don't know, just say, hey, I'm curious, what are your strengths that you bring to this team? And let each person tell you that, and then use them to their fullest capacity. 
Fantastic. So, um, Kimmy, you have a free gift for our audience. Would you briefly describe that for us? It is an opportunity to talk with me for a relationship possibility session, and that's either personally or professionally, to help you to navigate that experience more effectively. And it's 30 minutes where you get a chance to know me, I get a chance to know you, and answer your burning questions about the challenges that you're facing in your situation. And it's a relationship possibility session for 30 minutes. Fantastic. So, audience, to have access to Kibby and her 30-minute outstanding relationship conversation, um, just go to my uh, my free gift on page on Voice America and also on my website as well, and you can pick that up. And I, I would not hesitate. I would run to make that happen um, because I, I firmly believe that if we are truly going to change the dynamic of this world and to begin to see healing totally being done again on the planet and with people, we need those super genius teams and to truly look at the diversity and inclusion of folks in the planning to make those kinds of things happen. That means not excluding people, not, um, barring them from being where they need to be to make things happen. So, Kimmy, you have a couple of, or you have one great tip for our audience before we close. Well, I would say that the biggest tip is to activate the respect factor. And instead of being meek or hesitant as women, which sometimes we are, to say, hey, I'm curious or when would be a good time to talk? There's something important that I need to discuss with you. And asking for that time to talk is going to be so important to making you feel honored and respected yourself because when that masculine being is able to focus on you, that feels really awesome. And activating the respect factor is pretty easy. It's just Going back to the good old days of, hey, I'm curious, I need to speak with you about something, when would be a good time? Asking for that time. That's perfect. Thank you, Kimmy, so very much for being here with us. It was a delight, and I'm really glad to have been able to go into this topic a little more deeply uh, with you, because for me, it's new with the work that you're doing. So thank you, Kim. Uh, Kimmy, well, and thank it. you. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. I just love what you're up to in the world, and It's a mutual appreciation society. Yes, pat each other on the back. Okay, audience, thank you so very much. If you'd like to know more about the art of herding cats, leading teams of leaders, or Awaken the Leader workshop or uh, year-long program, I'd be happy to answer an email from Linda at dare, the number two, lead with lynda.com. And just remember, until next week, be courageous, dare to lead, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week. 